it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. Cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. Welcome back to the Grounds Crew, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back from my vacation. Thanks for holding down the fort. We missed you so much. Guys, It's uh, it's been a week. Uh, but before we get started, as always, make sure you like and subscribe. Toss us a review. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff, at the underscore Grounds Crew. We appreciate your support. Thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. Guys, this week's been a... a I want to say it's been a roller coaster. That's that's pretty much the the analogy that I can use for this whole CBA process. Um, and this week in particular, because of course they missed another deadline. Uh, that obviously means Jack, because <laughs> because if they just say, "Oh yeah, no, we're gonna do it on this day," and it's got to be done by this day, and then it's not. Um, but it seems like within the last forty-eight to seventy-two hours, they've at least made some progress. Yeah. A lot more like finer details are being discussed, not just like, oh, we're fifty million apart type thing. I think I think they're trying to <clears throat> hammer out fine details, mm-hmm. and but make it more systemic. Like we're going line by line. Yes, that's what instead it seems of us like. bouncing around and going like, hey, before we move forward, this has to be done. Yep, because it changes the decision that this is exactly. So like, well, let's set an order of how we want this to go and 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 run. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like just kind of the updates that were coming out, you know, it was, hey, we're going to go this much million. Oh, no, we want this much million. And they were kind of getting closer to, okay, we're pretty close to an answer here. Um, and then they're opening up different, um, like, other more important conversations, international draft. Um, Which the Players Association then punted and said, yep. fine, there won't be a draft. Right. So, and so like, it's stuff like that where it's like, why wasn't that also part of this like beginning conversation. Like it, it seems like they're coming with stuff at the end. Like I know that was also the big issue they had last week with they kind of said, Okay, here's our final proposal and they slid in some stuff more like, hey, take it or leave it. Yeah. And then obviously that soured the whole conversation. And and that's that's the hard part that we're getting into in general is there's so much complexity that does go into this entire situation mm-hmm. that I think it's it's you're 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 being short sighted to think that all of this stuff isn't always in play. It's just what we're all hearing, right? right. Yep. None of us are in the room. Absolutely. You think they're talking for 10, 11 hours constantly about one point? Mm-hmm. No, nah, guys. Like, they talk about it. They throw it back and forth. They go a couple hours, and they go, you know what? Let's move on. Let's try something else. Like, these things are all important. My thing is, it, it, and this, this goes back to the younger, younger players in the game, is – they're still not doing much for the how guys get compensated early in their lives. Mm-hmm. Now, the minimum salaries are going up, and they're all like $1,000 away from each other. Yep. Like, they're all... Right, they're right there. That that That's pretty much locked up. That's mm-hmm. that's done. Lock that in, move on. The challenge that I have is, is that's still just those minimum guys. It's not changing how we get guys to the game. It's not service time manipulations. How mm-hmm. long is a guy in the minors? And this goes to me, like, the, the sad thing is, yeah, we, we talked about it on a bunch of episodes back. We need to have some type of international system that can't be manipulated the way it is. Yep. So then they go and they say, yeah, we want to draft for the international guys just like anything else. Mm-hmm. 
And it goes, no. Yeah, immediately. Now, and, and I know a whole interview came out with David Ortiz about it because obviously he's from a Dominican as a, a big hand in how things go there now uh, in the baseball world. And it's su- everybody acknowledges the fact that that whole international system is super under the table, very in the shadows type thing. Um, and, you know, in the Dominican especially, like baseball is a huge deal. It's, you know, kids spend their whole day playing it. They're, you know, kids get signed at 14 years old type thing. And they want – to try and I guess clean it up a little bit and make it more systematic and whatever, but it seems like, at least from David Ortiz's perspective, that there needs to be a lot of time to like analyze it and figure out what the best way to to do that would be. And I think that's where you start going. Hey, we need to couch this idea for this round. Yep. But the the point that I would always make is, if you couch it for this round, the next time you come in, you got to couch something else. Hmm. So you got to pick and choose what's going to be important every time. And you can't make it that we want progression in every area every time. Right. We want you know minimum salaries, and we want the upper echelon to go away, and we want this. like, listen, there's a lot more money in the game, a lot more. I think they're knowing how much more money is coming into the game in the next couple of years with mm-hmm. gambling money that's coming in this year. Yep. The top of it needs to go up. Mm-hmm. Because it's an un, the lower teams are going to be able to spend more. It sucks that you thought you were going to get an opportunity to catch up to some of the guys at the top. Yep. You're not. Yep. Sell your team. Um, but they they can't go for everything. And I th- but I think if, if, if they're going to couch this, it has to come around the next CBA. The players can't keep kicking it down the line to the next generation to handle what happens to minor league guys. Right, but again, it's a guy like Scherzer. Oh, we're doing this for the future guys of the game. No, you're mm-hmm. not. You're doing it for future guys like you. Yep. You're doing it for future superstars. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it for the guy who gives up on his career early because he's not making enough money and he's 24 and he got drafted out of college and he's like, "Yo, I, I have real things I have to worry about. I can't make $800 a month." Yep. I have to give up the game and walks away. Or in the offseason, can't put in the same amount of time that you can because he, he he needs the money. So much of that starts to become circumstantial to life, and it has to be that there's a more direct line to, here's how we're going to develop you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about having another job. Like well, I what? want less minor guys. Right. Still. Yeah, I know. Right now. Where are we at right now? Four teams per? Yes. Right? So yes. What, what are we talking about? Two? And then let the other guys go play in I other leagues love, and things like that? I would love like to that. have a high, a low, and a development organization. Mm-hmm. Right? My development is like super, super young guys, international guys who sign at 16, guys drafted out of high school, things like that. Yep. Let's teach you how to be a pro. We're going to put you on a schedule. Every day we all wake up at this time, we're, we're early morning workouts, yep. things like this. This time is this. This time is this. Your whole life is this for the seasons. Right. Spend time in our development. But I don't have to bus you everywhere. I don't have to house you in different hotels. I don't have to do all these crazy per diems. You are on campus. This is an extension of like a college lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Wake up and we own you for until you get to, you can go play for the low, right? Yep. The low teams should have a rotating group of, let's call it 35, 40 guys at each level. Mm-hmm. That way, a guy can be on a reserve role. He can't play tonight because he's not on tonight's roster, but tomorrow he can be, right? Mm-hmm. They're doing that with um, the Atlantic League. 
The Atlantic League right. has a flex of up and down of guys because they have so many guys who leave, move. Mm-hmm. They need that taxi squad of eight guys to pull from. Yep. I think the MLB should have the same thing. I think that minor league teams should have the same thing. But the reality is, is that most of these guys, even at the AAA level, aren't going to play in the MLB. They're there because they're good enough at baseball that those other guys get games. We got to make it that this is like, you guys can actually ball, right? I need mm-hmm. top to bottom that you can ball. But then I also need to do that. I need a way for this guy to get out of our organization. Yep. Because what if we do have the best high-low teams in the league? Well, I know there was discussion in these CBA agreements about just tossing the Rule 5, which I don't really I, like. I hate, I hate, hate that. Because <laughs> it, it, it keeps that movement from those guys being rescued right. by an organization. Mm-hmm. Right, right now that's the only way to get rescued for your career. Well, that was one. That was, it seemed like the the <clears throat> small, uh, the small market owners were the ones that were like, "No, don't do that. We need to hold on to our guys as much as possible." And well, even the small market guys, like I feel like they get their young guys up sooner. Right, but then they they're because, gone faster, and then they're gone. But then yeah. you can sell that guy. Like you, yep. you trade him, you can do which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. If if you're if you're bringing your young guys up, I think what the rule five helps them is they can go and pick up the better organizations that have guys and steal guys off their rosters yep, and then put them on their bad MLB team and build an MLB team overnight with a 24-year-old guy who still has all his options, mm-hmm. right? We just stole that guy away, and he should be starting, but the MLB team already has three first basemen who all mash. The yep. Mets, if you're a first baseman in the Mets organization, you were stuck. You got Pete Alonzo and you had uh, uh, Dom, Dom Smith. Smith. There's there weren't first base reps for you, mm-hmm. so if you were a first base, if you got drafted as a first baseman, you were like, mm, I'm never playing for this team. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna kick rocks. Yep. So you knew right out of the gate that you were dead. I feel like that's just not thought about enough. Like, the like the end goal of everybody in the minor leagues, they want to play in the big leagues for the team that they are, the organization they're a part of. Well, if yep. you look at call it the Mets at in the middle of last season, like let's say we kept Javi Baez, like. We had like eight shortstops that could be potentially from from the top bottom of the organization yep. that were going to be above you. Like if you brought so if Ronnie, you the Ronnie Mauricio, right. like he he's out here looking at shortstop. And it's like mm, gonna have to kick rocks. Well, you already see it with Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos. Ding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the they're both taking reps at other positions. Yeah. Right. They're getting some left field. I think Vientos is getting some first base. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is, is how are we going to find space for you? So you're 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 locked up, Moritz, uh, uh, Ronnie. He's going to have to move off shortstop to third. So now you have another guy who potentially is going to be a third baseman. Yep. So like, how? So when you're a guy, like imagine being a catcher in the Baltimore Orioles organization. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Are you ever playing? No, nah. you are never. You could get drafted this year out of college, in the first round because you're a stud. And you're never going to be a catcher for them. Unless they trade. Right, so that's that's when he's kind of like, all right, well... Adley Rushman. But then but then you look at the Orioles and they're going to say, okay, cool, we're going to... we got to work... They already are manipulating him. Like, Yeah, they, heavy. Yep. 24, still hasn't played. Yep. And he's like, he, he could, he's going to come into the league and be one of the best catchers in the game. And he's a 40-man roster guy, so he can't even minor league right now. Yep. Even though he's never played a, a lick of baseball. He's part of the union. It's wild, absolutely wild. Um, throughout all these CBA discussions uh, in the last 24 hours, they have canceled another week of baseball. 
pushing the start now to April 14th, one day before Jackie Robinson Day. And I know that's obviously a very, obviously very special day for baseball. Um, and I know a lot of people are concerned that should we miss that day, there will be even more, um, more hatred towards the game, towards how this is all going on. Um, but I feel like we're getting a lot closer. So my hope is that the April 15th start that we're looking at right now, April 14, 15 is more possible. I, I don't think there's any sh- – they'd have to sign pretty much today to make right. that happen. I, I, I think well, – yeah, I guess that's it. I, I think definitely – we talked about May 1st. Definitely by May 1st because I, from what I was reading, the way the TV deals are structured, that's when teams will start losing money. Cause yeah. They, they, they have X amount of games that the, te- that the stations have bought from the team. And once they start eating into that, then they start losing money. And it's like, okay, now the owners are actually paying the price So for our it. buddy, uh, J.B. Greer, mm-hmm. J.B. said it was always the plan to cancel the first 25 games. Really? Right? Okay. That that owners wanted to get rid of the first 25 games anyway. Right, because they don't make that much Again, money. Again, they don't make all the money, yeah. right? You get opening day money, and then it's, hey, it's raining. Like, we had snow here the other day. Yep. Right? You're talking two weeks away, games would be getting played at City Field, and there's snow. Right. People aren't showing up to games. Mm-hmm. You pop off a end of March, like, 38-degree day. It's miserable, mm-hmm. right? So, like, those things get pulled aside, and those things impact, you know, what it is. But, like, I think I think the big thing is, like, how, how do we get to the point that we have a reasonable expectation of what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And... It's about tradition, yep. and it's about hope, and it's about doing the right thing for people, mm-hmm. right? And with that, I want to take this moment, this time out, pause to pause and celebrate a a great person, a key to the show, Dennis Dietz. Dennis, Dennis Dietz, you've been killing it. Am I actually pausing or? Dennis, no, no, do not pause this. Do not pause. Do not pause this. Because we got something special for you, buddy. Come in, come in the room. Play it, play it. Okay, he's gotta get there. Play it. It doesn't. It's gotta get there. Play it. Oh Jesus. Dennis, Dennis, come on. Dennis, you got to stand up. You got to come watch this, buddy. Oh, boy. Keep playing. Come on over. I got I to gotta play it again. I'll play it again. So, now, what's, what's this can everybody see this? My, you my put birthday is I just love you, Dennis. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is legit. You got to show the people. <laughs> Am I on? Yeah. 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 Should we go one more time? Guys, in case you, you're watching right now, Melissa made Dennis a Star Wars cake. Yep. It is a scene from the third prequel movie as Anakin is trying to fight Obi <laughs> and he's in the middle of lava. That's lava with all those with all that fire shooting mm-hmm. around. Don't touch him. Obi's fine. He's got the force. He's fine. He's got the high ground. He's got the high ground. And Obi has the high ground. Anakin has the low. And this is not going to end well for the homie but this cake this cake ended up super super well so dennis we saw this on tiktok please don't eat the side with the red melissa was like 
I got to do this for Dennis. We tried to pick a good day. Miracle happened this morning, and it showed up today. Yeah. Cool. So now you got to blow. It. Now you got to blow it out, buddy. You gotta save Anakin. Happy three years, champ. Imagine if you had just swooped in and just saved him and Am I kept allowed him. to blow on it or is we're, yeah, we're good. We're good. Oh god. <laughs> well done. That was a that was a strong blow. This is him now crawling in the He's lava. Dead. He has no legs. He's got his legs are covered <laughs> in lava. I didn't know which side. Thank you everybody. We're gonna pick back up to well, Ground Screw Podcast. To Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Hit the lights for us on your way out. Henceforth, you will be known. As Darth Vader. That was a gr- that was that was an excellent job right there. Thank that you. That was a good. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. We had to take that little in between. Uh, Dennis, were you surprised? I I knew something was coming. I just didn't know because of because of Josh Josh Shapiro being no, a, like a fool again. A fool. Starting le- like even last week, Melissa's like, "Hey, you need to come to Thursday night dinner." And I, she always tells you to come to Thursday night dinner. Yeah, Don't use. Th- it was different. This trash. Time. But that's a trash take. I, I appreciate you all. That's, that's trash. <laughs> Were you expecting this, though? No, I don't expect much. I just kind of go about my day and whatever happens. What, what happens. are your thoughts on the recreation? Uh, it's it's very accurate. It's solid, right? Yeah. It's good. It's solid, right? Mm-hmm. We thought it was good. Yeah. Really well done. It's hard to find an Anakin toy. Yes, yeah, so you have to get them online. I yeah. checked several targets. Yeah. They're not on Long Island Mm-mm. whatsoever. Wherever we are. Hope you guys enjoyed that little Star Wars break for us. Yes. Um, I, I, I don't know exactly when that started, by the way, for uh, Willie uh, cutting up stuff. That is Willie, good right. luck with this, bud. Yeah, man. Um, so, with. Uh, planning to cancel the first 25 games. With the games and everything else, like, my, my, <laughs> my thing is, I don't care. I think my bigger thing is, is that whenever they get it done, it has to be something that makes sense. And I don't want to be sitting here fighting and crying about it for the next two years. Mm-hmm. And then, no, oh, well, prepare for the next one. And we're going to, like, we're back in this this dance right. of we, we hate each other. we already set the, the, Guys, the foundation of animosity. We, is fine yeah, let's just, let's just, like, get this done with. Yep. And I saw, um, no matter what anybody in the world thinks about her, I saw Rachel Luba doing some stuff and talking about, mm-hmm. like, the league and the teams. And, and, oh, well, you know, if we wanted a salary cap, the owners would have to open their books. They don't want to open their books. I don't think that you need to have a salary cap without op- opening up your books per se. Because the reality is, is that I can very easily look at revenues, and I can very easily look at an idea of what those revenues are per team mm-hmm. and what salary caps are in the other league. Right now, as is, MLB's money is more than anybody else's league. You are almost twice the salary cap of the NBA. Twice the salary cap of the NBA. You are more than the NFL that has 53 players. You don't need to open the books for us to have a salary cap. No. My thing becomes, I agree that the salary cap should be higher. Because genuinely, I don't feel like the NFL players are paid enough. I think the NFL players do it for the betterment of the league. Mm-hmm. Because guys make more money in other things. They have other stuff they get. There's other promotions. And the game is just more exciting. These guys get more off-the-field stuff. Baseball, we keep having fits and starts, and nobody gets any sponsorship money. Right. And I think that that stuff's got to change. Yes, so I agree. So I, I, I hope that they all figure out where they're going to go with some of this stuff because I don't foresee it I don't foresee it being that we're going to have baseball on Jackie Robinson Day. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. I I, I want to think that once they kind of get some of the more fought over topics hit that they'll be able to make big strides and just get it done from there. But I know there there was talk from like just removing the um the CBT up higher that like the number 290 was being thrown around by the As by a, the by the players. Yes. <clears throat> Now, granted, I understand that's their, that's their way of trying to push the MLB ceiling a little bit higher, which fine. I think the MLB even countered closer to like two fifty. I think they. I think they. Uh, from what I heard, I believe they came up to two thirty two static hold for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and then a slight escalation. Right. The players wanted a much faster escalation, and yes. immediately. That ended in five years, close to two ninety. Yep. And I, again, I would say that if you did that, like you're so far outpacing everybody else. Yes, I think. Um, I think the speed of escalation, for sure, they need to bring it back to earth a little bit. The number, great, two ninety. Obviously, maybe the Mets and Dodgers are the only one that are going to really use that. Um, I know, obviously, small market teams are like, "What are you even saying, two ninety? Like we're spending forty right now." Not even some of them twenty five. Um, that's obviously the big disparity, and I think that's really where the fight lies. It's just the money things, and and unfortunately, as as much as we want to hope that um, other improvements will be made for younger guys and people who are going who are you know approaching free agency or in arbitration things like that, I don't think much change is going to happen there. I think it's really just going to stick with the money, and once that's kind of sorted out, whenever that actually does happen, that's where they're going to settle on the CBA, unfortunately, um, as much as we'd like some type of more systematic change. So, again, like looking at it from – like, so I'm just popping in with other people. So the NFL mm-hmm. dropped their uh, – their money for the 2020 season during COVID mm-hmm. uh, down to 182, and it was supposed to be 198 million. Okay. Uh, this upcoming year, the ca- salary cap is up to 208, and that's a a a, a big lift. Um, but one of the things that is now coming out is that 2023, it's going to jump up another 26 million dollars potentially a year. Um. And that's for the a, overall cap for the overall cap. Oh wow! Okay. Um. And that would be something where they can make a big jump. I'm seeing that by by no matter what by 2025 season, the NFL will be around 240 million per team. Mm-hmm. So so again, my my thing just becomes is like we're using that in the NFL, and we know the NFL makes gobs of money. And we're splitting that out. Why is the MLB like? Is the MLB's TV deal bigger? I don't think so, right? Like it could be just the amount of games, right? But, but I'm saying, like, even even with the amount of games, it's probably not substantially it can't bigger. Be just like, it, it, would you TV money has to be included in the overall league revenue, right? So it, it it is for the other sports, but it's not for baseball. Baseball is a subjective thing. Okay. Because we're not using that money to necessarily go with it. Because the other thing you have in baseball that you don't have as much with the other leagues is you, almost every team is now out here with their own TV deal. Right. Right. So, like, the Mets lose money, but S&Y makes it hand over fist. Right. Right? 
<clears throat> the Mets can run at an operational loss and cry poverty, mm-hmm. but then they're making $100 million on the rights deals and selling sponsorship to the game by owning the rights to it right. for their network. So I, I this is just quick research, but NFL, their TV deals are currently uh, $110 billion over the next 11 years as of 2021. So break that down. So say that again. 110 over 20, 21 years? No, 11 years? 110 billion over 11 years. 110 over 11 years. So, so roughly 10 million years? So 10 billion? 10 billion years? That's what it looks like. Um, and then the MLB TV deals, it looks like every team is getting 100 plus million a year uh, from their TV deals. Hmm. I'm I'm trying to look at the the per team in the NFL. What the teams are making on the on baseball sounds right. So twenty uh, the the NFL's national media rights signed in March 2021 uh, amounted to over 111 billion dollars. This broadcasting deal would see the league's 32 team each receive a payout of 249 million dollars in 2022. So each team, each NFL team, makes 250. Each MLB team makes 100. So the NFL's TV deal is bigger so again start to do all of the math and when you start to do all the math mlb can have a cap and function and you don't need to see their books you can extrapolate the idea Mm -hmm. the biggest difference for teams is all of the teams make the same profit let's say each team makes a hundred million dollars in profit the difference is how much they're each allowed to spend to get there Right. The Mets can spend two fifty and make a hundred million, but the 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 um, the athletics have to spend seventy to make a hundred million because mm-hmm. of how people show up to games, regional sports networks, all this other stuff. Right. Extrapolated. So my point is, is that's the inherent flaw in the system. Mm-hmm. So I do agree that they have to make the top go up. Yeah, and I was more of the mind that hey, you can't unless you change on ownership. Yeah, but like I, I would say, you you could have a salary cap to some degree. I would keep it at two thirty five because I think that's ultimately fair with steady increases of the, cost. I of feel living. like the difference is, I mean, the glaring difference is in the NFL, the majority of teams spend roughly near the cap, or at the cap. Oh, you Jets didn't last year, but like, not so the rule. Not a hundred. The to, rule. The rule in the NFL is that over a three year net average. A team has to spend eighty five percent of the cap. Right. So if if the cap was two hundred million for fun in, in the MLB, what twenty five percent is oh, close? Like <laughs> my my thing is that again the 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 players they were turned out, they turned down a hundred eighty million dollar cap, but with a hundred million dollar floor. The, the <laughs> my point right. is math mathematically mathematically, they would have made much more money in that deal. But it would have hurt our favorite team. Right. Because they no longer have the money advantage. Right. Doesn't matter. You'd have to cut people. (laughs) But then that also devalues franchises. Right. Because now I have to go based off of other things. So, like, there's no benefit I have to being in a Mm -hmm. big market, all this other stuff. And even suggesting keeping the luxury tax but bringing up, uh, but making a floor, teams are even more so against because then they're forced to spend that money. And it's not like. If they did create a cap and then had some type of floor, it seemed like it, if they used that idea, they would be a gradual. You'd get five years to get your team up to seventy-five or whatever it is. Um, 
and it just doesn't seem like that would be in the cards, especially for all these uh, small market teams. And then you see that the MLB comes out, though, and the two new streaming deals that they have with Peacock and uh, Apple. Apple, right? Apple is a seven-year, $85 million uh, annually. What was the – did they release, like, how many games they would get with that? Like the Friday night games, I think it was. And then they also get shows and highlight things. They okay. can do a whole bunch of stuff. The two, the pair of new streaming deals will pay MLB $115 million annually. So they're now making, over the next seven years, they're making a billion dollars. Yep. But that's another $100 million annually coming in, separate from other TV money. Like... Such timing for that to come out. <laughs> so, well, so I think the I think the challenge happened is they were trying to get a deal done. I think the MLB didn't want this to last this long. Oh, I yeah. think the MLB has other deals on the table. They just can't keep them hidden much longer because mm-hmm. they have to have them done before games could possibly play. Because right. that deal that just happened with Apple, that would have come out now two weeks before the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Immediately games are being done on Apple this year, and that would have been after a CBA. Right. So I don't. I just think that they try. So does to, the does the fact that these deals are coming out give the players like leverage? In the oh fact yeah, that, for sure. Hey, you guys are going to sure. lose money if we don't accept this type you, thing. You you have to because you literally just said between two new streaming deals that didn't exist before we started negotiations, mm-hmm. each team is going to make an extra four million dollars a year, right? Just for this thing to be streamed. Yep. Like you're making more profit. We were talking about all this money before. Now you just found four million dollars more to make money off of us. Done. Like, there you go. You made $4 million more profit. Kick rocks. Yeah. And on top of that, this year they were going to really start diving into gambling. <clears throat> and the gambling is the thing. The gambling <sighs> is the question. Yeah. And if it's if it's $300 million a year, like, that they're making in gambling money, it, it works out then to roughly, what, $10 million or $20 million a team? Yes, roughly. Right? Yep. Um, no, $10 million team. We're, we're drunk. We're both drunk. Um, 30 teams, $10 million team, mm, 300 million. Mm. Uh, so you're talking $10 million a team on a gambling deal, right? So now we have gambling money coming in too. So that like all of that stuff, you're making now $15 million a year in profit for something that's separate from what you have to do. There's no operational cost. There's no anything else. Yep. Here you go for owning your team. This is the money you make. 15 more million dollars. Like the money, the salary cap going up separate from that, like, <clears throat> the the one thing that that players don't care about is that owners are going to have to raise the price of tickets. Going to a game is going to be more expensive to cover these costs. The fan eats that increase. Have you been to a game in the recent past in like a small market stadium? I mean, I've been to a Ducks game. That doesn't count. I'm saying it's like fifteen bucks. <laughs> I'm saying they might sure. get more fans than Tampa does, though. It's probably comparable. Burn. Definitely more than Miami, I'll tell you that. I was burned like Anakin's legs. Yep. Cooked. Zing. <laughs> um, no, why? I don't know. I was just curious. Like, if you went to a Cardinals – no, not a Cardinals. It's a bad example. They're a good team. Uh, Orioles. An Orioles ticket compared to a Yankees ticket. I mean, I have to assume it's more. Sure. I mean, listen. But, I, like, th- how much more? A Buffalo Bills ticket is cheaper than a Jets ticket, even when they're good. Right. Right? The the Bills are... So I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, right? That's as small market as we can really get. Mm-hmm. Right? That's smaller than Atlanta. That's smaller than Baltimore. That's probably comparable to Baltimore, truly. Yeah. Right? 
But from a revenue standpoint, because of where it's situated and it's not a port city, mm-hmm. smaller, yep. right? So I, I, St. Louis and B- Buffalo, St. Louis is probably in a better position than Buffalo. For sure. So when we're looking at all that situation, like the the Bills tickets are cheaper, but they're about to get a nice $1.4 billion new stadium. Right. That's paid for by us. So I appreciate y'all helping me contribute to my team stadium. You're welcome. I've been contributing to your team stadium. So, so mm-hmm. average price of tickets in 2019 for Baltimore was about 30 bucks. Uh, oh. That same year for Yankees, though, was only 47 So it's not a significant, like, okay. obviously. No, that's a significant jump, buddy. Yes, Run no. the percentages. Fair. As a percentage, going Joy. to a Yankee game on average co- costs you almost 60% more money. Yeah. That was also the cheapest that uh, Yankees tickets average cost was since 20, uh, 2008. So they've been going down. Well, that that also the reason why the price of them all went down was COVID. Yeah, fair. the prices all went down for COVID stuff. I was just thinking because they weren't as good, but no, I think it's more COVID related. People weren't weren't showing up to stadiums as much. You have a percentage of the fan base that's not allowed in because they're not vaccinated. Like, there's a whole slew of different things. Right. Um. But sp- speaking speaking on the gambling side, because mm-hmm. I think that it's important because the NFL just had a situation with Calvin Ridley. And Calvin Ridley is is banished for a year for doing a fifteen hundred dollar parlay bet when he was not with the team. Um, did they did it actually come out like when that was placed? Yeah, November, and okay. he was on the inactive list. Was it on the Falcons? It was a parlay. I think he might have put money on the Falcons, but like nobody on the team had he like he didn't talk to anybody. Like, he right. made all the bets, and he was like, I'll just bet on my squad as part of the parlay. Like, I believe in the homies. <laughs> and and he, just, he wasn't trying how to did hide that come it out? either. It no. was, he used his real name, real social security number to set up the account. It wasn't something that he thought was against the rules because he wasn't playing. Facts. So, and this goes back to me, This the, the, the evil of, of how some of this shit ends up flying sometimes, is this reminds me of the, um, the, the Gordon situation when he got suspended by the league. Do you guys remember what happened to him? Which Gordon? Oh, Josh Gordon? Josh Gordon. So so Josh Gordon had all his run-ins and everything else with, with drugs and, yep. and stuff like that. Got himself out, got reinstated. Mm-hmm. Played a whole year for the Browns. They get bounced. They are not... Season's over. Mm-hmm. Bounced. Couple days later, following weekend, him and a bunch of the other guys on the team hop on a private plane to go to Vegas together. Mm-hmm. They get on. He's drinking with the squad, doing some other stuff. He lands. His phone is popping off. He has to report for a random blood sampling. He gets popped for doing stuff in season. And he says, I I did not do it while we were in season. Like, our season is over. And they were like, no, the league year still exists. Still the same cur- concurrent season. You're, you're You have another year suspension. Like, the, it just so it, it becomes it becomes that you're doing it. You're you're not being a person. You're doing it in a relationship to what the rule says, and not what the rule was meant to avoid. Mm-hmm. The rule was meant for Josh Gordon to avoid him having problems in his life. But if my guy goes and then wasn't allowed to have any alcohol, and his season's over, and he's celebrating and having fun with friends mm-hmm. how is is beer sold at stadiums josh 
Yes, sir, it is. So we're allowing the fans to be drunk and throw bottles on the... But we're holding the player to a higher standard. Is Budweiser a sponsor of any pro leagues? Yes, sir, it is. Is Jim Beam a, f- a sponsor of anything? Do we have alcohol sponsorships at every level? So yes, we sir. sponsor drinking constantly. Mm-hmm. But if the player does it, and it doesn't go, problem. So this goes to now Calvin Ridley and my issue with the whole thing. Did Calvin Ridley make a mistake? Yes. If I were to, let's not have me do it. Let's let's have you be the angry person. Sure. If you were to beat the ever-loving hell out of your significant other, okay, you would be suspended for six games. Let that marinate. Yeah, that's awful. Six games, and that's on the high end. Mm-hmm. That's after we all, you know, we convened to right. talk about it. We convened. We have an appeal process. Blah blah blah. If you bet twenty dollars, twenty dollars, mm-hmm. that team X beats team Y in a sport you play, banished for a year, one year suspension, non-negotiable. Guys. Is FanDuel or DraftKings a sponsor of the NFL? As I checked, both of them are. Oh, look, so gambling. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck are we doing? That is that's that is the right question. Like. Is there is there an appeal process for nope. this? It's just he's screwed. He's screwed because this is the CBA. Again, this is what CBAs do. It's collectively bargained contract. This is how we're going to act. My point is. You're telling me there's not an owner in the league who's bet on his team? I'm You're sure telling me two is. owners sitting in a box together don't talk to each other and go, 100K says my team beats your team. You don't think that's it? That's gambling on the game in its truest sense. Mm-hmm. But it's fine because we have this distorted perception of what's morally just and what's not. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's so dumb. And the wording on the suspension is at least the 2022 season. Yes, it's indefinitely. Like he, could there's be no definitive the rest of his career. There's no definitive guideline. He might be Pete Rose, and this goes back to why I'm bringing this up on a baseball podcast. Pete Rose has been banished from the game for gambling. I get that his was much more egregious, in large scale, than this situation with what Calvin Ridley did. However. We gotta separate some things. A guy can gamble as a as a manager, and you can't then take away what he did as a player. With with Pete Rose, his actions as a player dominated. Just count that. Yep. Bypass my other stuff. Still should be a Hall of Famer. Yep. All these things should not be kept from him because of that. That man will die. Pete Rose will pass away. Not in the Hall of Fame. And he'll be posthumously allowed in so that everyone else feels better about it. But that man will have died with so many regrets on his soul. And we're all making these moral justifications for why one thing's okay and one's not. And it's trash. If, If an owner of a league takes money for gambling, kick rocks. If a guy is playing in the game and he's betting on it, problem. Yep. You got a dude who's injured betting in the game, I don't care. 
You telling me these guys can't play fantasy football? Oh no, you can. I can manipulate. Austin oh. Eckler has a weekly show for fantasy football. So like here Austin Eckler with his weekly show. Like feel me on this. Austin Eckler knows that he's playing, right? In the championship that weekend for a million dollar cash prize. He knows the guy he's playing against has him. His team's up big. Does he let himself get tackled instead of breaking away for a touchdown? Does he tap out and say, I don't want to play in the remainder of the game, coach. I don't want to get hurt. We're already up by four touchdowns. There's six minutes left in the game. Put in, put in Roundtree. Put in my backup. Mm-hmm. And he just won a million dollars. What the fuck are we doing? Listen, I... That the rule exists for the concept that that could be a, a question that yeah. someone would actually. Think but I can about do it in fantasy. In for I can sure. do it in fantasy. Yep. I could go up. I could be five for five in a game, mm-hmm. and I could be on the line for winning a million dollars this week in my daily fantasy that I'm allowed to do. Yep. And I could say, you know what? I'm playing against a guy who has me. I'm gonna roll over here. What's fucking stopping him? What's stopping a guy making seven hundred k? who's a starter but is on a minimum contract from getting a million dollars because he did a, a weekly daily fantasy thing in baseball and he he's playing against himself. Yep. Well, I think just from the NFL's perspective, because all of the like the, the ease of sports gambling exists now, you just do it from your phone, do it from wherever you want. Now that this just happened, it allowed them to set the precedent of, hey, <clears throat> if you gamble – which you can do easily now. This is what's going to happen to you. Yeah, but that's, someone had to be the but, guy. But that's. But I'm saying is that's junk. It is junk. 100. You're, you're, it's garbage. But you're allowing guys. You're okay with them doing fantasy, for sure. But it, you're not okay with them gambling. Exactly. It makes no sense. But it. it which he is gave, my point. For Wait, sure. But it, it just gave them the opportunity to say, "Cool, that we're going to set the precedent now that if you gamble <clears> on your team, you're done." Uh, but I, my point is, is that you're now saying a practice squad player would be done. It's a shitty president. I'm not it, arguing it's with It's just you. <laughs> you're the, the, the letter of the – we have to look at this and say – I've used this same analogy on, on this show before. Mm-hmm. Guys, do you go the speed limit? No. Here on Long Island? For those who don't know, if you have a highway and you're in Florida, your speed limit is like 70. Our speed limit is 55. So you are told you have to go 55 miles an hour on the fastest lane. That's your maximum. If you're in Florida, do you go to speed limit? I'll tell you guys. You don't. You guys go 90. Well, That's awesome. If you're listening to this show, right, you probably don't go exactly the speed limit. You probably go faster. Oh, it's 35? 45 is slow, though. I, I'm going to go 45, 10 miles above the speed limit. That's the point. The speed limit is there. It is a law. You could go to jail for it. But how many of you have passed a cop who didn't give a fuck that you were going six miles an hour faster than the speed limit? Almost all of them. Yep. Unless you're in a a place where 75% of their revenue is based off of writing tickets. Shout out, shout out Stark, Florida. Like... (laughs) Guys, like that's the only places where those things happen. So the 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 idea is this is put into place so that we stop the worst things. Somebody going 160. 
They can't go and say, well, there was no law saying I, I couldn't go this fast. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. It's in place now. Yep. We've put it in. So now everything you go above it can have interpretation of the data to allow us to figure out how bad to punish you. This is this rule seems the same thing. Our objective is we're trying to stop manipulation of the game by somebody messing it up. But guys, it already can happen in fantasy sports. I could sure. do it every day. There's big money in fantasy sports, and we're not counting that as gambling. Oh, well, that's not gambling. Well, then neither is poker. Uh, well, no, poker's gambling because there's luck. There's luck in fantasy. Like, yeah, it's your guy. Your guy tweaks a hamstring. Look, I, I understand. For I understand the NFL's perspective, in that they want, they they don't want to have the the moral movements of oh you you weren't playing so it's okay, kind of thing. I get it. But also, it's a well, shitty. Well, when are they okay with moral movement? Apparently, with domestic violence, beating the shit out of your yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's super weird. That's fine. Hey, maybe we'll only give you two games, but you're maxed out at six games for potentially killing it's someone. It's confusing that it's not more of a, like a, a question when that actually was instituted. Like that's it. If if I took if if a player in the NFL gets popped for steroids, what's the suspension, Dennis? Two games or four games? But just pull, pull it up for me real quick. What's the steroid suspension in, in football? So we have somebody who actively cheats, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. quote, unquote, to get to the next level to achieve performance, everything else. What's the ban in the MLB? Half season? Half a season, yeah. Is it the first thing? Mm-hmm. The ML, uh, NFL, the use of steroids, stimulants, or HGH is a four-game suspension. Any, time to, uh, any attempt to manipulate is six games, and a second violation is ten. So, <laughs> Calvin Ridley bet $1,500 on a parlay because he was bored. And he had no bearing on the circumstances of the game. Bill, question for you. And he got a year, so he got 17-plus game suspension, potentially. What up, Dietz? When they're on the non-active, like the commissioner exempt list, all that stuff, yeah. they're not getting paid, correct? No. So, the commissioner's exempt list does get paid. It's a okay. way of not suspending somebody. So what was Ridley on when he left? He was non-active list. Yeah. So he was not getting paid or he was, he was. getting paid. Okay. In fact, it so, was like what IR kind of thing? No, it's different than that. Okay. It's just a whole yeah, separate. So that's what was happening. They made that list and that list, the commissioner's exempt list came out <clears throat> because of the Ray Rice situation where it was like, "All right, hold on. We have problem, but we legally don't have recourse." Mhm. We don't have anything written in our stuff to suspend him. So in order to have a workaround with the union, they made the commissioner's exempt list. We're going to put you on that. You still get all of the money from your contract. Your team has to pay you. But we're putting you outside the the zone of allowed. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's where I think he was on the uh, non-football injury list, though. So he was considered on an, a, an injury, but it was non-football related. So what that immediately does with the non-football injury is that's not an IR situation. You can come back from it at any time. Um, it also does free up the roster spot for them to go and be able to right. fill somebody with it. If you're going to come off that list, they got to release the other person first. So, <clears throat> again, the league uses all of these tools as ways to kind of pass guys back and forth through things. Like Deshaun Watson got paid for all of last year. Right. 
how are you guys gonna not pay him? So just would you just be like fine with it? Like just him like if I didn't tell you who it was, how much he spent, just that a person who was on the team but on the on whatever list he's on, bet on his team in a one parlay. game suspension. Yeah. One game suspension. One game suspension. No. I get, if you told me so then this and this is a, a genuine thing. If you told me that like cause we talk about it all the time, who's the biggest gambler in sports we all know? Evander Kane. No, like like lifetime, lifetime. He's famous for gambling and being uh, a great uh, Michael athlete. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Michael Jordan owed the mob hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? R.I.P. to his poppy. Like, listen, like, is is that is that situation, right? That was okay because he was betting on other sports. My thing is, is like, if you have a systemic issue right if a guy's doing is playing betting on games more games 100 percent. four game suspension throw them out yo four games a single bet in inside your sports sphere mm-hmm. hey letter of law second time i'm fine with the year suspension <clears throat> if you go and you find a guy adjacent to guy on injured reserve something like that I don't uh, unless I see that he had other issues. I, I don't care. But from like a rules perspective, how would you put that in writing? That participating athletes, at like current, like rostered, active mm-hmm. athletes who potentially could play in a game are restricted from any form of gambling on the sport. But wouldn't that effectively, including fantasy football? But wouldn't that, fine? But wouldn't that effectively be Calvin Ridley? No, because because you said he could come no, back at any time from that list. Non-football injury list. He's not active. Okay. If you if you're not like if you were a guy who was hurt for the weekend mm-hmm. and you got ruled out for the game at twelve thirty for a one o'clock game, and you put a bet on another team for one yeah. o'clock, right? I don't care. What are we talking about? The guy can't do shit about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what if you put it? This on is like. Team? But this is. But again, this is. A, we can say the same thing about fantasy sports, and nobody wants to bring it up. I could tell my well, oh, I could I could tell my buddy, hey, don't I I, I I put a lot of money on your team. If you guys are up big, like don't score again, right? Hey, yo, I I I, I did a, a big a million dollar fantasy like daily fantasy thing. If you're up big, don't score. It's the same thing, but there's no fucking penalty. What drugs are we talking about? Like it, it we're we're we're. Picking and choosing what gambling is okay. Mm-hmm. And, like, the manipulation of performance can happen in fantasy sports. Is there There's borderline as much money in betting on daily fantasy as there is in just generalized money line gambling. Right. Fuck off. You, you, so I can do one but not the other. Fuck off. I've gone on a cursing tirade because this is... I, I, I we'll, can't, la- we'll label, label the episode as explicit. I, I cannot... <laughs> Explicit. I cannot understand. Or we just put Mark Viento dings over every word that you said. Facts. <laughs> he Facts. said it a lot. <laughs> bing, bing bong over every time I say it. Yeah, it's a, it's a questionable subject. I, I, I see both sides. I see exactly what you're saying. And it is just because it's so commonplace now, it just seems like find a way to just face it in and call it a day or and give like appropriate suspensions. 
yeah, or I think, whatever. I think for for all leagues, they've just got to get if you're allowing fa- fantasy gambling and you're allowing daily fantasy stuff for your regular people, there has to be a manipulation of what the rules are for the players. So so then like it comes down to current MLB. If someone gets hit with gambling, are they Pete Rose? Are they are they done? They would be right. Like that's the but that's the my, precedent. And here's my thing: if you're playing in the game, like if Francisco Lindor was out there playing, and he quote unquote went on a slump, and he was gambling the whole time, that that you're manipulating the game, like right popped suspension. But or, if you're on sixty day IL and you're betting on the Mets and you play for the Mets, whatever. Facts, like what what do I care? What are you what are you doing? Oh, yeah. you could tell a guy he could play daily fantasy. It doesn't matter. Right. I'll just put my money in that. So it's all or no- it's all or nothing, really. It's then, yeah. But that's my point. It's never going to be that. Absolutely. Because the there's players' money. association will not allow that. Yep. There's no shot. There's no way you. Hey, if that if that happens, y'all can't take money for the league from that. Well, that was kind of like the the Tyler Skagg situation with the 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 drug testing in the MLB. It's like. There's almost none for for non HGH related testing. They don't. They. But test then it's you. like, okay, cool. If we were gonna do it, sometimes we'd have to do it like the NFL does or whoever. And they don't want that. Exactly. And because no no league wants that, because they see what the NFL does to themselves, hurting themselves for no good mm-hmm. reason. Yep. Bypass. Kick rocks. Kick all of the rocks. Kick the rocks. Enjoy Not your... Dwayne Johnson though. Don't don't kick that rock. No. No 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 no. He will, he will kick back. Or the movie The Rock. Great movie. Great movie. All right, guys. That's it for this episode. We'll see you guys next time. Hopefully, we have a more positive update. Like and subscribe to the Grounds Crew. Grounds Crew. You you completely messed that up. I know. It's right. Grounds Crew it was w- podcast. What? The Grounds Crew podcast. It's the Grounds Crew, It's okay. Man. It's okay. It's okay. See you guys next time. Bye. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle.